Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Hey, 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 and welcome to our episode of the CWIB podcast today. It's so lovely to have you on the show. Uh, We've been covering a series um, about submission, um, submitting your business to God. Uh, We finished a four-week webinar through February, uh, which is still available for the replay. So if you really want to dig deep into some content feel free to go and uh, watch the replays of that. You just head over to the website and a little pop-up should come up where you can um, enter that. Otherwise, uh, just scroll down and you'll see join the latest webinar. But basically in that webinar, we've been going through uh, what is what is it to submit your business to God? How do we do that? Um, how do we involve God in our businesses um, and what that means for each of us? And out of that came, uh, obviously, the conference and now the Beloved uh, Business Devotional. Um, And so we are inviting women um, who have been featured in the devotional to come on the podcast show and to kind of share their story of where they're at today in business, to give us a little bit of feedback and a bit of background to where their devotional came from and to encourage you with your walking God as you're developing your business. Um, So today we've got on the show a foundation member. This lovely lady has been with us from the beginning. She's a foundation member. Um, She has uh, been in business for a number of years now. And so is hubby. Hubby's in business as well and also has a very, very, very interesting background, which I'll let um, her share a little bit more about. But I just want to say before we get started, it is such an honor to have you on the podcast show. You have been on the show before, but it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast show again. And welcome to the show, Sharon Ludlow. How are you going, lovely? I am wonderful. And it's an honor to be back. (laughs) And we actually finally got to meet at the conference. Yes. It was really, really nice. And, you know, we did that whole hook thing. You're actually a human. <laughs> That's like, right. I can't believe that God connected us online and now we're actually here. Like People usually say, oh, I didn't know you were so short. Go, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> well, I guess you can't really tell when you're on Skype because you're like, this is who you see. Or, That's right. You sound like a giant. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so yeah you're here it's happening and um somehow we managed to surprise you that you're now in a a a book um we kind of played a little we didn't play a trick we just had to be really tactful with how we made this book and how it's going to be used for good <laughs> without yes. letting the cat out of the bag. So it took, it didn't take away the element surprise um, at the conference. What did you kind of 
think when you opened it was you were expecting it to be I'll set the contents a little bit so um the evening night of the conference we wanted to give each delegate a present um and we wanted to have a meaningful delegate bag so we didn't just want to give anything away we wanted it to be meaningful godly to be able to touch hearts and and just have that whole god thing around it and so in the evening we got the bags ready and we handed them out and we had pictures and everything was really good but we were really mean and we ask the women to wait. <laughs> so they had to wait for each person to come and collect their bag, have a photo with myself. And then so, it was wrapped. And then it was wrapped. <laughs> so, um, so then what we did was once everyone sat down, we were like, okay, uh, have a look in there and you're going to find a white present, a, a, a white paper thing. So get that out. And so everyone was like, okay, this is so weird. And the look of confusion on everyone's faces was just absolutely priceless. So was was it what you were expecting? Like, what were you expecting? Did you have any idea or? I, I honestly, I, I had no expectation. I mean, in that's in the main, what I mean by that is I went to the conference really just in my mind and in my heart, it was just to connect with the other women and to get the most out of the day. You know, I wasn't expecting anything you know to take home if you like and so when we got the bag that was like oh this is so lovely and then oh now there's a present and so then I was like oh and then of course you can't cheat so I'm like "Mm, mm." and I'm looking around to see if anyone else was because I was always the child that liked to poke around under the Christmas tree and so I was sitting there and then you were like all right you can unwrap now and then I was like what and so as soon as I opened it I started flicking through and then I heard you say Everybody that had contributed to the devotionals last year, you know, whatever. And I was thinking, I think I did that. <laughs> I think I think I did that. So I went to look at the back where the index was and I saw myself there and I was like, okay, wow, hold on. That was a video, you know. <laughs> so I jumped, of course, into it and it was like so, so blessed. I mean, I was really honoured to be you know, part of it and also just part of this amazing contingent of, you know, Christian people who can get inspired by the word of God and really make a difference in the world. It really, it's, it's exciting to be part of that journey with people. Yeah. yeah, it is. And it's, I think the most honourable thing is to be able to do it with each other. Like we've all seen now when each other's had a bad day and we've all seen when each other's had a good day. And to be with yeah. each other through that journey and through through the, you know, the valleys where we're like, yep, yeah, we're here with you, we're praying with you, we're standing with you, to then having breakthroughs and then, you know, we're seeing answered prayers and it's exciting and we're like, God's moving in here. Um, it's such a privilege and such an honour and something that's so missing from the world now, just good old-fashioned yes. deep relationships where you can go, guys, my life's falling apart, I just need a bit of help right now Uh, or my business, whatever it is, and you go, yep, we're here. Um, Yes. So it is. And and I think that everybody comes from such different kind of positions in that too. Obviously it's the gifts of the body of Christ at work because, you know, some people are more, you know, say compassionate and nurturing. Other people are, you know, very like, oh, you could do X, Y, Z. You know, they're very practical and very insightful. And other people are kind of prophetic and and pulling you up and giving you the word. You know, it's it, 
I find it really fascinating to watch the the different dynamics of gifts come into it when you're helping and encouraging one another. Yeah, it's super exciting. And it's, yeah, I just, I can't describe it like anything else, I guess. Um, And I'm not saying that to be biased. I just literally, like, and it's, I mean, okay, I have to host it and look after it and be a mother goose and all that kind of thing. But we've all been to different churches. We've all been in different circles and things, but just God's presence is just so there. And it's just so authentic. Yes. And he just works in his wonderful ways. And it, yeah, it, we can't take any credit for it at all. Um, and we, you know, we, we just feel honored that God's kind of picked us to host it, I guess. And, um, you know, being able to. Well, I, I can, I, I'm going to disagree with you slightly because I think we can take credit. <laughs> I think there's a misnomer. Um, in the church that says man can't take any kind of, we can't take anything, right? But God put men in the earth to be the voice of heaven, right? I mean, it says angels used to want this thing, but God gave it to man to to bring it forth. See, God doesn't kind of come down and walk around and tell everyone, does he? No. <laughs> we are the hands and feet. So we have, a, I mean, yes, the spirit of God does those things, but at the end of the day, it's the people that do it are the ones that make a difference. Yeah. You know, we remember people like Moses and Paul. They were people. Yeah. So I think that um, it's okay to say I've made a difference in the world because I said yes to God. Yeah. 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 You're totally right. I just totally got mum slapped then. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, do you understand what I'm saying? I totally understand what you're saying. But it's not just you. I hear it a lot in Christians and I think it is actually, I think it's a very subtle way of the devil putting people, making people think that that it's all God and not them. Yeah. And it's not true and that is not in line with the word of God. But I understand where it comes from because we want to give God all the praise and he's worthy of all the praise, absolutely, but he needs people to be the mouth, hands, feet, you know. where the Remember Ephesians 6 tells us that he sent gifts to the world, right? Apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, they're gifts. They're they're human beings. So we need to be, we need to recognise that we actually have a role to play in making the kingdom of God established in the earth. Yeah. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Sorry, I got into preacher mode really quickly, (laughs) didn't I? (laughs) You said you wasn't going to do that straight away. I said I wasn't going to do that. I thought it was going to be really quiet. Sorry about that. There's just no, there's no stopping that passion. That's good. <laughs> no, it is good. People, yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. And you're trying to find the boundary and the line of, well, yeah, actually, I do work a lot of hours to make this bad boy happen. But I also know that I work in the grace of God. So it's a really interesting topic um, and discussion to have because, you know, where is that line of, I mean, God's there he's in it and yeah you do have to say yes and you do have to create social media posts and you do have to create systems god might tell you what to put in them or how to do them but you're still the one that kind of has to execute and then once you've executed he's then there with you on the journey and i think a little bit just to add a little tiny bit to that i think that a lot of times the reason why people say it 
is we're so afraid that other people will think we're full of pride. Yeah, you're right. So we're already anticipating critiquing and condemnation. Yeah. Something that the body of Christ has allowed to happen. We all point fingers and judge and whatever. But the people walking in the demonstration and doing the things that God's called them make no apologies. Yeah. They're like, this has happened because I said yes and I've gone. Yeah. And that's nothing proud about that. That's obedience in action. Yeah. And I think you have done an incredible job of keeping it humble and keeping it real and letting God be the one that sustain, like grows it. But, you know, but you're putting your hand to the plough. Yeah. And that's really significant. Yeah. Thank you. I take that. And as from the conference, I take that compliment and I, <laughs> I accept <laughs> it and I say thank you. Awesome. <laughs> That's good. So uh, you have been on the podcast before and you kind of shared a little bit about your journey to business. Um, Some of you may have listened to Sharon before and her story and some of you may not have. So can you just take us uh, through, I guess, how you got to where you are today with with your business and you know, you, we kind of had a little bit of a chat before the podcast about where you're up to, but I think there's this kind of some lessons to be learned in that that you can share as well with the stage that you're at. Okay. Well, basically at the moment I, I've been doing coaching and consulting, particularly with small business, entrepreneurial kinds of people, leaders that want to step into the things that God has for them. And sometimes that means that they're writing a book. Sometimes that means that they're actually growing a business, getting online, you know, that kind of leadership that is coming out of them and they've got to kind of step into the strategy, decision-making. They need someone to work through the business, the ideas, say, you know, those marketing, the keeping them on track, you know, that whole thing. Because coaching is drawing out of you, I personally find, Uh, my take on it has evolved because I understand that I'm kind of partnering with God and pulling the calling out of people, pulling the purpose out, pulling out that destiny that God has for them. And in whatever sphere they're applying that to right now, helping them really embrace that. So the coaching has been, that's kind of where I've ended up. I started trying to do business coaching because I had a background in doing e-commerce business from early 2000s before normal people had <laughs> websites. We did it the hard way. But I, I sold like organic products and then I moved on to children's clothing and and kind of ended up as a John Maxwell certified coach and explored my the whole world of coaching. But all of that came to be because when I had been born again in my early 20s, I had promised God I'm all in or I'm all out. There's no fence sitting, there's no church going, there's no placid, I'm 50% in. Everything's true. I did a Facebook Live today. I think I might have shocked a few people because I was talking about I was talking about that, how I'd said to God, either the Bible's 100% true or I'm not in. And, and then how God started to show up. And that journey took me into witnessing the power of God in real Australian Melbourne life and seeing healing and seeing deliverance and seeing people get saved and we then we went into the nations of the world we went into Africa and the Pacific Islands because I was so passionate about the gospel and the power of God and my part in that 
was really I just kind of took on the role of marketing because, and I had no idea what I was doing, no idea. But I was so passionate about getting people to these meetings and getting them exposed. We used to drive around the streets on the back of my dad's car with a painted A-frame. <laughs> we, we got a piece of wood and we painted the A-frame to say, healing meeting, you know, come to the hall. It was in Maribyrnong. Come to the hall. This is the day. And we drove around the streets of Melbourne. I don't know if people know the area of like High Point Shopping Centre and um, all that kind of side of Melbourne. And this is before it was illegal, I think. And Because um, <laughs> I don't think you can get away with it today. And um, it was probably early 90s. We did no. And, you know, so we drove around the streets with this billboard and we were like printing off flyers and delivering them ourselves. And this is before the internet, right? This is, I think, laser printers had only just been thought of. Okay, this I'm showing my age. But, you know, marketing became that role. So all the way through, I started, I loved understanding how to get the attention of people. And, um, it got into, so we had television, we had television cameras come, we, you know, we were on, uh, we got invited to an ABC one night, one of those, I don't know what they call them, you know, when they have those open panel forums and they have different people from all different walks of life and they're one of those shows. Anyway, all this whole journey of getting the gospel out and getting around the world and, and all the rest of it, it dovetailed into what I started to do in business because I understood that you need to get out there, you need to tell people, you need to market yourself. Um, and so our kids' brands business with the children's clothing ended on, you know, current affair and we were in the Herald Sun as quoted and things like that because, you know, it all ties together. And I knew, I knew that wherever I went, the kingdom of God would show up. I knew that I had to just say things and yeah. God would be with me. Whatever happened, you know what I mean? I would do the best with what was in my hand and then God be, would be the one that would give me favour, help me out, give me the ideas, all the rest of it. So my journey has been a real blend. And and then in the coaching, I think I struggled for a little while because I was trying to be purely business. <laughs> you know, I was trying to say, no, I'll just help you with your marketing and I'll just help you with yeah. your business and that. And all the time God said, you're not showing up. You're not showing up. You're not showing up. And uh, so I had to give in. <laughs> I had to give in. And I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to lead with you. And anything else, you will bring the people who need what I can help them with. Um, and so that journey of articulating that message and being able to step into that role uh, and, and accept that, you know, well, you know, you know what it's like. You're not for everybody. And being able to help people. So where I am right now is I'm actually trying to kind of I've spent the last month actually thinking about how I can actually make like smaller classes and like webinar style, like what you've done with God in your business, webinar style and smaller training things for people that can't afford the one-on-one coaching but need help within specific areas to create a platform where people can come and go based on the need that they want for the class that they want and those that are prepared to invest and, you know, go to that more deeper firebomb one-on-one coaching, you know, that that's at their level. So that's my journey. You know, I'm old, so I can kind of ramble a little bit about where I've been, but I hope it's been <laughs> succinct enough. Oh, you're here. No, that's good. That's good. Um, 
So take us through, um, obviously you've just given an example of kind of how you submitted yourself to God within your journey and you got to a point where you were like, okay, God, well, I'm doing this, but (laughs) you provide the clients. Yeah. So what does submitting your business to God like actually mean to you? For me, okay, my whole purpose for even going into business was to fund the gospel. That's how I started in business. I wanted to find a means to be able to fund the preaching of the gospel. So, yes, I wanted things, I wanted some money as well. I wanted to bring in a contribution to the house. Sure, I had three kids. I want to, you know, pay for their education, X, Y, Z. But but I can't, that wasn't really my goal. My goal was I wanted to be the one that could put their hand up and say, here's $10,000 for the crusade, here's $50,000 for a crusade. I want to fly 10 people to a gospel crusade where, 100,000 people are going to get saved. You know, that was my goal in starting a business. So submitting it is, it's a non-brainer for me. I mean, I can't do it without God. The the strategies and all the rest of it, yeah, I've got to show up, but I've got to be willing to make the adaptions and the changes. So, for example, when I came to the end, I was doing uh, the children's clothing. I was trying, trying, trying to do this. And I at first I enjoyed it, but I got to the point where I realised, my God, this is this is just hard work now. Man, I'm just struggling. I'm, I think I'm in the flesh so bad, <laughs> like, you know, when you wake up and don't want to do it. And, um, and really that was at the point where God really revealed to me that he designed me to help people and not to do, not to sell the things. And so it's submitting to God is that, for me, it's a journey. It's not a one-off. It's an all the time. It's a listening to the Holy Spirit. It's having conversations with people, listening to the Holy Spirit as we go. Um, I know, and I sound very um, spiritual, but it's, for me, it's not spiritual. That's just the way I have trained myself to be. Do business. Yeah, no, I think that's good. So with all that and with submitting and it being such a natural habit for you to do, if you do submit or you do ask God a question, how is it you personally hear the voice of God in your business? I would have to say that usually if I've prayed and then I just let myself think of all the ideas that come to me while I'm writing, for example, if I'm brainstorming, I'll just do it without holding back, without critiquing them, without thinking about it. I'll just write down everything. I'm a notorious note taker, so I'm forever taking notes, all those ideas that cross my mind, all the thinking of it. Sometimes I'll put notes in my phone because things will cross your mind and you'll think, oh, that was a great idea. And But the nature of spiritual things is that they will go if you don't grab hold of them. And so you've got to grab it. And so that means writing it down, taking a note, recording your voice on the phone, whatever it is. Um, so for me, that's how I that's how I usually yep done that. <laughs> hear all the dreams. Sometimes I'll get scriptures or thoughts in dreams, and I'll wake up three or four times a night, and I can't shake the thought. So I have to get up three o'clock in the morning, go and write it down. <laughs> and sometimes it's not. It might not be directly related to business always. And then it's gone. And yet somehow you can tie it in. That's good. And I've noticed that with the latest update on my phone, I can use a dictaphone now as well. So I can write notes through me talking into my notepad 
and then it's actually written down. I'm not just re-listening to myself. I can actually see the words of the idea that I've written down. So no matter where I am, if I have it come up, I can just like go into my notes on my phone now, press the little microphone thing, speak into it. It's actually quite weird because you go, just for example, hearing the voice of God, full stop. Like, <laughs> and he puts a little full stop in. It's quite bizarre. I used and to now I write in dictation for that. So that's yeah. awesome. And now, well, now I write all my messages through my voice. Um, and sometimes it's gone terribly wrong. So I've gone, like, just for example, hi, Sharon. Um, I hope your day is going well, full stop. Oh, no, delete. Oh, gosh, no, delete <laughs> that. And it's saying, it's writing down all of that. And then I've just gone, you know what? That is so funny. I'm just going to send that. <laughs> I love that. I love all that. Okay, great tip. I'm going to go and use yeah. that one. Sorry, we've got a bit sidetracked there. <laughs> Um, but it was very funny. Emily's been a victim of that a few times now. Um, so if you're listening to this, um, I'm sure you know what the hell I'm going on about. <laughs> so get into the business devotional. So you are number 18 um, in our business devotional, which is called Be Loved Business Devotional. And it is edition one. Um, I'd just like to point that out there because um, I'm sure that it's something that God will lead us to keep doing. And the title um, that we've given your devotional is You Are a Child of God, Not of Your Business. And the scripture that goes with this is Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world not knows us not because it knew him not. And that's uh, 1 John 3, 1. So can you just give us um, a little bit of a background with kind of where you were with your business, if you can remember, back when you wrote the devotional? Because yours was actually a video, I think, and we we had it transcribed. Um, And then just take us through what the devotional means to you. Well, for me, I think at that time... Like I said, I I tend to watch. I'm an observer of Christianity. After so many years of um, having the absolute privilege of being around Christians that know who they are and walk in it, it's one of the things that just breaks my heart. I, I'm often before the God just, you know, it's like how, how, how can I help people know you? not in a churchy way, not in a religious way, not in a I just got a little scripture and I'm going to quote it way. How do I know that I'm talking to the God of heaven and earth, the one whose sound rings out? See, these these scriptures are for us to meditate on, to think about, to let our mind explode, you know. And I think being around watching people struggle in faith and struggle with knowing who they are and and struggle that is not the christianity that i know it's not the christianity that i read and so it breaks my heart that there is a there's a lack of awareness and a lack of like there's almost an acceptance that that's the way it is and so when sometimes, you know, I'll be in prayer at the time and go, God, how, 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 how can I help people know who you are? 
And this scripture just came to me, you know, what manner of love the, the Father has bestowed on us. I mean, you know what it feels like when someone loves you, right, in real, like in, in everyday life. If someone loves you, that emotion has feeling. It wraps around you. It's tangible. You know, love isn't just I love you, <laughs> you know. Love is something tangible. So for me, you know, looking at that devotional and praying about it, it's like God really wants people to know him. He is craving intimacy because in the intimacy you will suddenly discover that you are a giant. You can do anything. You have the Godhead inside of you. You can call on his name and he will do the thing in your mouth. I mean, if you really believe the scriptures, you would set fire to the world with the gospel. I mean, it is powerful. And I think that's where I was coming from in the devotional. It's like let the love of God so overwhelm you that you start to know who you are. Because when you know him, you will automatically start to know who you are. It's like the two go together, particularly in the word. So, you know, that. So I think that when women take the time to get into the word of God and study it and bring their business before him and bring their life and their family and all the things, the concerns, you bring it before him, but you don't weigh in it. You don't sit in it. Because, like Jesus said, take no thought for tomorrow. You make your requests known to God and then you sit in his presence. Don't be anxious for anything. That is absolutely, it's a beautiful way of saying it. And that's the grace over grind. That's, that is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess grace can come over two things and, you know, that's the forgiveness of grace and, you know, God, there's that element to grace, but then there's also just being in God's grace. And I believe they're two different things. Um, I believe that, you know, yes, by God's grace, we are forgiven. And, um, you know, that there is that side to it. But then there's learning how to do business in God's grace. Okay, you've had that. That's a gift. Now how do we operate in that? Um, And in his arms, on his wings. And how do we do business in a peaceful way? that doesn't feel like we are grinding away and getting nowhere because God's sitting there and he's going, I know you're grinding, just waiting for you to come to me. And if you can tap into that, and that's why we did the webinar and that's why we're so passionate about teaching that is because if you get that and you get what it means to be in that grace, business is a completely different ballgame. And how you do yeah. business is a completely different ball game. But that does come through like what you said, you've got to sit down in the word. The most important business tool and business strategy and thing you can do is to set aside that time and get into the word. And you will be amazed at how what time you put into God while you're doing that, what God will do for you in your business. Yeah. Because he honors having that time with you. And he honors that you want to come and sit down with your papa and go through his his words. And like you said um, to me yesterday, we were on the phone and you were like, every time I read the Bible, 
I feel like, I can't remember what it is you said exactly, but you say you feel like you're learning the wrinkles on God's face or you said something like, you know, you feel like you're just getting to know him a little bit more and a little bit more about his character and how he does things. And it's just so, so important. And then when we do that, we also then go into, okay, now now I'm going into my identity. Can you just share with us a little bit about... uh, so we are a child of God, not of our business. When we do that, when we get into that grace, how is it that our identity changes? Like what does it, can you just unpack that for me? I think that most people, when they get saved, they get taken into church. So then you become a member of a church and you you get around people that are churched. And so then you have your patterns and you have everything is, you know, everything's almost predictable, isn't it? I mean, every church is the same. You go in, you have your songs and worship, then you have your offering, then you have your, do you know what I mean? We, we get, because people need some kind of system, they need help. But in the process, what happens is we Routine. often miss out on that being launched into the kingdom of God. See, when Jesus came, it is a completely different thing. It's, it's a new and living way. And in the living way, in the new and living way, where the Holy Spirit is your teacher, where he is your guide, suddenly your identity is no longer tied to I'm an Australian, um, I'm married, I've got kids, you know, because it, the Bible tells you that even your family, people always say family first. That is not true. It is God first, Jesus first. He said, you know, if unless you hate your mother and father. I mean, it's such a serious scripture and nobody talks about it because we all go, no, you've got to put your family first. And that's not true because <laughs> he, said, said, he said, my mother and father are those that are doing the work. You know, when the mother and that were out the door waiting to go and see him. And he said, ah, but these people here who are in the kingdom, that's my mother and father. There, it, is a, it is a different way of thinking when you come into kingdom identity. What is the kingdom of God? What is it? How does it operate? It's not Australian. It's not British. It's not American. <laughs> hey, it's not, no. You know, <laughs> it's not Chinese. It's not Indian. Yeah. We and we but we try we try to hold on to our culture. Yeah. We try to hold on to our family. We try to hold on to our denomination. Anything that gives us identity, we fight for. But the kingdom of God demands that you die and Jesus yeah. comes alive. Deny yourself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when you come into the doesn't matter if you're in business or anything, because never forget, okay, God, people say that business came from God, and yes. To a degree, you can see how he's blessed them in the groups, you know, the trading and whatever. But when the children of Israel got taken into captivity into Babylon, that was where they learnt business. That was where they learnt to do things the world's way. And they were taken to Babylon because of idolatry. And they had put other gods before the one. And now they're in Babylon where there's multitudes of gods and their their god, one of them was money and doing all the trade. So the danger for Christians is to say, oh, I'm called into business and I'm doing all this and, you know, I'm after money, money. And God goes, they're all filthy rags to me. 
I don't care. And so I think it all I'm saying is that it is about alignment, right? It is about because God has no problem with you being a billionaire. No problem with you going into the nations and, you know, being the next McDonald's. No problem at all. But if your goal is to just make money, he's not going to back you. It's, there's a principle in the word of God. This is why you've got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything will be added to you. So it kind of turns the business thing on its head. But when you do it in that order, that is when you can impact the world. I've been in places where business owners, you know, have given 10000 20000 50000 to fund different things that are happening in the gospel and then you hear the testimony about how God has changed their life. Their kids are getting into schools. You know, they got access to better cars. You know, they got better clients. Different things happened. And this is because they've stepped into the possibility of what it means to serve the kingdom. You know, it's like how Jesus said to Peter, he's the fish. Go and find the coin in the fish. You know, yeah, give unto Caesar what's Caesar, but the coin's in the mouth of the fish for you to go and pay that thing. You know what I'm saying? There's a shift when you are kingdom identity. So to understand the love of the Father, that he has called us sons of God, my goodness, you are are a son of God. In effect, okay, blasphemy alert for some people, in effect you are Jesus walking in the earth. Mm -hmm. I mean some people can't even handle that. Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm yeah. not worthy. But and I'm here to tell you, it's got nothing to do with you because <laughs> you're not worthy. Yeah. I'm not worthy. No works. I'm a sinner. Yeah. It's got you nothing know? to do Jesus with Jesus Christ comes to me, and my yeah. goodness, boom, action happens. So, you know, that's that is my take on um, the identity factor, and I have a very strong opinion about it because I've seen it in action, and I see the difference between the churchy kind of Christianity. And where, and I don't blame people because that's the system they're taken into. And I just thank God that in his mercy, I kind of found people who were determined that they were going to activate the reality of what they're reading in the Bible rather than just kind of become knowledgeable, I don't know, good at it, you know. We want world changes, real, but Jesus kind. <laughs> So, yeah, I probably freaked a few people out because I can be very unconventional in my thinking. And um, But you know what? When you've seen people healed and you've seen thousands of people saved and you've seen demon spirits crying out of people and you've seen meetings come with presidents, I mean, I was standing on a platform where the president of Vanuatu was opening our crusade. How does that happen? How does that happen? I tell you how it happens, the kingdom of God. And, you know, and I, here's me. I'm just a mum from the suburbs doing my little thing, you know. But I said yes, even when it was impossible. I had no money. I couldn't do anything and I still said yes. And I, that's what I want to encourage people. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter what you think. It's saying yes to God. In anything. Yeah. And you just don't know where you'll go with it. I was going to ask you for the next question, what's the, some words of encouragement, but I think that's it. 
I just preached. I just preached, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's always so fascinating and great to listen to the stories that you've got and kind of things that you've seen with your own eyes. I I personally love listening um, to you and, uh, you know, we share thoughts. And it's, I guess for me, it's very refreshing to, to have things put in a different perspective um, because you can just really go away and you should always question everything that comes at you. So, okay, well, this is what this person thinks. This is how the church does it, yada, yada, yada. So now you've got a really kind of all-round view for you to, to now come back yourself as the listener to go to your Bible that God's written for you and go, okay, how do I apply this to my life? How do I see things in my life for the kingdom? How do I embrace that in my whole life? How do I apply that to my whole life? And what can I learn? Uh, Because people like Sharon and and other members in our community, they don't come around very often. Um, And, you know, it is our responsibility, no matter if we have a business or not, to get into that word and to really understand what it is that God really wants us to do. Um, I put a post out on social media today, which will be a couple of weeks back once this goes live. And it was the day after International Women's Day. And I think it's great to um, celebrate women. I believe every woman should be celebrated every day. I'm a bit um, like someone else put on a post, you know. I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day either. Um, but I just wanted to alliterate to people that, okay, as Christian women in business, yes, we have a membership, we have a magazine, uh, we've got a conference, like we do all this cool stuff for God. But at the end of the day, that's not what it's all about. It's not about how many subscribers we've got. It's not about kind of I guess the the physical sense of the business it is so much more than that and it's so much more in the kingdom of that and if you can really grasp what that is and how much more important this other stuff is you will start to begin to live out in that kingdom sense you'll find you are different to the world and you can't hide it yeah you cannot hide it and you'll find that as you come and approach things they will really test you in the way of uh, hang on no that's not right whatever it is that might come up that once you're in that place of grace and unity with god you're just like you know what that is you'll see something that's not right But the only way that happens is when you know the word of God. Yeah. For yourself. Yeah. Because a lot of people rely on their pastor. They rely on other people to give them the word. You have to know the Bible for yourself. And there is no excuse. I hear all the time people say, oh, you know, I I don't have time or it's too complicated, it's above my head, it's whatever. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you can't read it, listen to it on audio. I mean, the version downloadable Bible is an app. You can listen to the audio. You can put it in your ears and let the word of God speak into your spirit and ask God for wisdom and understanding. Yeah. And because Mm -hmm. there is no excuse why you yourself, as in the people listening, don't know the word of God for themselves. Because when you stand alone, when the end times is here, all right, even now, you know, and the world is coming at you with swords and they're telling you that you're wrong and you're all the rest of it. If you can't stand on the word of God, 
you will compromise, you will fall at the sword. Yeah. And God won't be there to save you because he's given you all the tools already to prepare yourself. And it doesn't mean that you have to know everything at once. Oh, We're no, not no. condemning you no. in that kind of way. No. Just start somewhere. Just get I'm in just it saying it's like somewhere. it's the I it's knowing who God is. At the end of the day, I don't know every scripture in the Bible. It's not it, it's really not about knowing every verse and every but it's getting into the thinking and the ideas, understanding the you know, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. Yeah. Ask, seek, knock. Yeah. I'll give it to you. But you must stir up the desire, stir up the the hunger. Yeah. And the only place to do it is in the word of God. Yeah. I don't think I can add anything else onto that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think uh, the only thing I would say is I love worship music, but worship music does not do it. We went off on another tangent then, didn't we? Um, you've got to be in the word of God. You you've, you yeah. just have to be. Yeah, you've got to be in that word. That's so good. So I might wrap it up there. But <laughs> so much for being. I think that's enough meat for one day. Sorry, <laughs> We've gone right past milk. Can you share with us where our listeners can find you? Sure. I The website's graceandconfidence.com. And other than that, you will find me on social media under my own name, Sharon Ludlow. Awesome. That's cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on um, and sharing your stories and um, where God's taken you and um, just the awesome adventure that he, he has got you on. Now, we are just a week out from opening up for our next intakes. Um, would you quickly mind sharing uh, one thing that you love about being uh, a member with Christian Women in Business? I just love the caliber of people of faith who come together and just really support one another. They encourage one another. There's an openness there. And like you said at the beginning, you can just be yourself and say, hello, I need prayer, and everybody just jumps in. Like there's not the isolation that most, especially women working from home, you you can feel really isolated, alone. You've got no one to talk to, get some feedback on. So the community I find is just that's one of the brilliant factors. You can say the name of Jesus and everyone goes, yay. You say the name of Jesus outside and they go, were you swearing? Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was not. That's cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening today, wherever you are in the world. We hope that um, you've got lots of meat out of today's podcast um, if you've got any questions, feel free to find Sharon or send them in to myself and uh, we'll try and answer them for you. Feel free to grab your beloved business devotional from our shop. Um, and we really look forward to the next episode of Exploring Submission um, and Business. And we'll, we'll catch you then. Until next time, bye for now. Hey, hey, did you hear? At conference, we launched our CWIB shop. We've created lots of physical tools and resources to help you build a God-centered business. Get 15% off our entire range with the coupon code SHOPLAUNCH. All one word, all capital letters. We can't wait to empower women and their businesses all over the world with these wonderful resources. Create your God-centered business today. Offer ends 31st of March. www.cwibshop.com